The True Crime Society podcast contains adult themes and violence and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the True Crime Society podcast with Stephanie and Olivia. It is March second. Eh, I don't know if it'll matter for these cases because they're all just they're all just kind of a shit show, honestly. Learn into one. Yeah, so this will be kind of a fun episode. We like to do a fun, silly one every once in a while. Even though disclaimer, I'll say obviously it's not great for the victims of these social scammers and the fraud and everything that goes on. So before anyone's like, they're still victims, I'll say that. But usually the people involved in these are quite the characters. I was going to say they're ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Most of them are ridiculous. They tell these stories and and like just the, the fact that a lot of them get away with it for a long time is crazy. Yeah, it's usually they get caught usually because they end up just being so ridiculous that it's like, what are you doing? They're like not, they're literally characters and I I guess, I guess that's how they become influencers in a way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about some social scammers. Um, We've done an episode like this before where we talked about uh, Brittany Dawn, our fave. Coco Berthman, Belle Gibson, I think that was who was in our first episode. Yeah. So we'll get into all of that. I did want to give an update, though, on um, the case that is local to me that I talked about a few podcast episodes ago. Um, a girl that I went to high school with, I said she was like the the popular like Regina George girl, like queen of the school. She, I had heard rumors and whispers that she was being investigated for, well, she was working as a a cafeteria aide at um, a middle school near us. And there was rumors that she was under investigation for having an inappropriate relationship with a 14-year-old boy. Um, So she did end up getting arrested for that. And she was charged with three different felonies. I know one was like sexual assault, second degree, which is basically having sex with a minor or someone who's like incapacitated. Um, And a few other things I don't remember off the top of my head. I posted about it on Instagram, so you can all see. But she had court yesterday for the charges, and she – I don't even know where to start with the selfie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, start with the selfie. I don't remember. Did I say, like, the story the other time? About what she did? Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Um, Basically, so it ended up being true that she was having this relationship – with the student they found like the text messages there was videos of herself that she sent him and said she requested photos from him as well then i guess she picked up the kid from like a little party get together with their friends and something of a sexual nature happened in her suv and then she dropped him back off they said that the kid was uncomfortable with what happened and like at the get together he told them kind of what happened and they were helping him block his number so some of the other kids saw the messages and told their parents that's kind of how it all came to light but so yesterday she had court and she pled not guilty it was just an arraignment so really nothing exciting happened or overly interesting but just to double down on how this girl just like has no self-awareness she for some reason 
was still posting on Instagram. Like, could you imagine? I would like want to hide away and not be seen by anyone. She's still confidently posting on Instagram, posted a picture in her pantsuit that she wore to court (laughs) with a muscle emoji as if she's like fighting oppression or something. And it's like, what do you, like, you're going to post a court look? I know. Like, imagine being that confident and thinking that what you've done is okay, that you're going to post your your fit check on Instagram before you go to court for molesting a child. It's, like, shocking. Like, I I knew that, like, she had probably no self-awareness, but I, I gasped. Like, there are articles about you saying that you raped a 14-year-old because it's statutory rape. A fourteen, a child, like, and you're gonna, you're posting your court look. And one comment that's come up a lot too is, imagine if a man did that. Imagine if a man who was, I don't know, in his twenties or thirties, had sex with a teenager and posted his out. Like, imagine. That's another it's, thing. Yeah, is just the the double standard that's been so clear. Like we've always seen it when it's a girl um, teacher who um, sexually assaults a boy student. All of the comments that stupid dumb men leave on facebook or in the news Mm. comment section or like oh that kid should have kept his mouth shut that's every kid's dream it's like oh so you're gonna tell a victim of sexual assault they should keep their mouth shut okay and everyone thinks it's their dream until it happens and you're like this is fucking weird yeah that's it's i i I just the double yeah the double standards between a man doing this and a woman doing this blow my mind yeah it's disgusting so anyway she posted her court look like an unhinged monster like you're about to be a sex offender girl like <laughs> that pantsuit's not that great mm. and then she also posted a quote that was like if people are talking about you but won't talk about you to your face that just shows they like the attention they get from oh talking God. about you it's like <sighs> bitch what <laughs> what is your problem attention from talking about you raping a child do you know what penalty she could be facing? Like, do you don't have you seen like she could be facing X amount of jail time or whatever? No, not yet. I mean, so she pled not guilty, which I'm also like, I guess that like, you have to plead not guilty because I feel like her only option is to take a plea deal. So I guess you have to plead not guilty first to get offered a deal. But yeah. I'm like, they literally have pictures, the videos, the conversations. I saw one of the videos because the kids posted it on TikTok. Like, I don't know. The only thing she could try to argue is, I guess, what happened in the car, but. Yeah, so I don't I don't know what she could be facing. I do hope she has to register as a sex offender for the rest of her life. Absolutely. You yeah, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I just think it's like so and then in court the judge said she couldn't have social media anymore, so she <laughs> had to um take that down. So we won't get any more court looks, unfortunately. I guarantee she's probably on another so like she's made another account or something just to check out what people are for saying. For sure. Now. And I was saying last night, I was like, that's probably honestly the most upsetting part to her out of all of this. <laughs> she can't, she <laughs> can't post about herself on Instagram anymore. Yeah. And I was also saying like when she posted her her court looks, I was like, definitely all these comments from the gross men in the comment sections being like, oh, she's hot or getting to her head. That's her only oh, takeaway. Oh, my God. Some people are just so messed up. I really think because like I said, she was like. The popular girl in high school, like, got everything she wanted, never had issues. Like, she just assumed just, she'd get away with it. That she could get away with it. And I think she just was, like, stunted mental growth, like, peaked in high school. Yeah. Still trying she to just, hold on to her glory days of when she was 14, which is yeah. it would be an interesting psychological study 
when you think about it really yeah because like she's this kid's technically in high school even though he's only he's probably like a freshman very young yeah. in high school but it's like it's very weird definitely oh yeah and she brought her the there's like paparazzi type pictures of her at the court and she brought her her, her louis bag which i was like that's not a good choice you don't want people being like oh this bitch in her louis bag oh my god like at least look a little like homely and sorry so interesting yeah i just like i I still can't believe it (laughs) my one friend said which cracked me up that she looked like a a bargain bin hillary clinton in her pants Ah, she did it was like a badly fitting yeah, definitely. Hillary Clinton it, from Wish. <laughs> it was very like Instagram versus reality because like, of course, her selfie it looked pretty fine in her outfit. But then the, the paparazzi-esque photos like were <laughs> not cute. <laughs> but yeah, I'll keep everyone updated on it. It's um, pretty interesting to follow along. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are into it too, just based on her audacity, I guess. <laughs> literally the audacity it's just um and it just remember everyone i'm sure we all know because uh 90 of the listeners are probably women but like just because it's a female teacher and a boy student doesn't mean it's okay yeah absolutely and men who say that are rude and disgusting (laughs) um anyways how's your week weekend whatever what's anything going on with you no nothing really is going on with me um No, it's just going to be a busy month upcoming. Now I can say that our Japan trip is next month now, so that's exciting. I've just started to try and get my house ready because my in-laws are coming from overseas to mind the kids while we go. Um, So I haven't seen them for a while, so I don't want them to think I'm a total (laughs) slob. So actually it was funny this morning because I – like my our my recording routine is I take the kids to school I get home around 8 30 in the morning and then we record at 9 30 so I've got an hour where I sometimes get on and do a blog or I'll do you know true crime society stuff but today I thought you know what I've got an hour I'm going to see how much I can get sorted and get organized in terms of my house in an hour (laughs) because I saw an Instagram video and it said the best way to do a job that you know you've really been putting off is just to do it quickly I'm like absolutely just get in do it so in that hour I cleaned where I record like the study the linen cupboard and took some stuff out of my own wardrobe so I feel Mm -hmm. accomplished now now that we've I've done that I so I recommend it stop being lazy if you're putting something off just do it it literally hardly ever ever takes as long as you think it's going to take it's true one influencer I follow birds papaya she like posted how she always hates doing the dishes and like she just puts it off and puts it off so she decided to time how long it actually took her to like do all the dishes and it was like less than 10 minutes yeah and so if you do that i would remind myself that too and imagine then like the longer you think about it and you're like it's literally you could be done in a few minutes and it just makes you feel so much better and more organized and like I I had one big bag of rubbish and thought I'm just gonna chuck all this it's like just you know old ratty stuff that I've been shoved in a drum like it's all going Mm -hmm. it's very cathartic I recommend it (laughs) yeah definitely um actually this episode comes out on my birthday I think oh that's exciting happy birthday to me (laughs) future me from past me (laughs) I hope I have a great day yes I do too (laughs) (gasps) he's guilty what I missed it oh someone just sent the message oh my god oh Oh, no I'm just googling oh it it just came out oh no it came out 10 minutes ago we fucking missed it because we're recording (gasps) should I make a oh my god I can't even see hold on 
uh, for anyone, I'll probably keep this in just because it's funny, but we're talking about Alec Murdoch <laughs> being found guilty. We were oh, keeping so an eye on it because we heard, <laughs> I was watching the tweets because I have tweet alerts on for most of the reporters. And I saw that there was like movement in the courtroom. And I was like, there's no way that they're going to have a verdict this fast. It's probably just a question. And I was like, oh, I'll keep an eye on it. And then I got distracted. <laughs> 11 minutes ago. We're not, we're not too far behind. Because <laughs> we've recorded, this is our second recording today. So usually we'd be. It happened yeah. in between the episodes. Yeah. We're, All right. Let me just do a quick post because everyone will be losing their minds. Yes. All right. So. More excitement, social scammers. We're going to get into that. Um, I feel like so riled up now. I don't even. We're just going to. You can get more riled up about this. We're going to start with Liver King, who I don't know. I had no idea who this was um, until it, it was before he got in trouble, like a few months before he got in trouble. Mike was like, have you heard of Liver King? And I was like, no. It's like, what the fuck is I that? Had no, I had never, ever heard of him either until you spoke about it. Yeah, so he was, like, telling me about it. He was like, he's just, like, this asshole that tries to promote, like, caveman life and eats raw meat. And he's just, like, a douchebag. And I, like, hate watch him. And I was like, I have no idea who this guy is. And then literally, like, probably two months later, he was being investigated for <laughs> what we'll get into. And I sent it to Mike. And he was like, I fucking knew it. Because basically, he's like a fitness influencer who ended up um, using steroids when he was always like, I don't use steroids. But everyone's like, we know you do. That's still flying. <laughs> that's the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Liver King, a.k.a. Brian Johnson. You know, I think that the nine ancestral tenants, of course, again, it's Liver King because liver is king. Right. And people ask me just to elaborate on the nine ancestral tenants. Um, I want to just talk about a couple of them because here's the deal. If, if you really want to express your highest and your most dominant form, you need to embrace the tenants because here's the thing. If you sleep like shit, and most people do, you're not going to optimize your hormones, right? If, if you move like shit and you don't lift heavy shit, you're not going to optimize your hormones. If you eat like shit, you're not going to optimize your hormones, right? If you shield like shit and keep your cell phone next to your dick and balls, if you wear petrochemical clothing, if you wear zito estrogen laden perfumes, you're not going to optimize the right hormones. You're probably optimizing or increasing your estrogen, but this is not good for testosterone or growth hormone, right? The ancestral man had a, had a much more favorable hormone profile than a manicured man that lives today, right? And there's research to validate this. Just 30, 40 years ago, we had double the testosterone. What do you think it was 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, right? So the, the nine ancestral tenants are really a way that we can express our highest and most dominant form, live our, the best version of ourselves to optimize our, our hormones. So I always tell people, let's start with liver. Let liver into your life. Again, because liver is king. Get started with that. As you feel better, learn what all nine ancestral tenants are really about. It's going to allow you to create a life and shape a life that you goddamn love, that's worth living, so much so that when, when this changes you and puts you on a new trajectory, you're going to feel like a piece of shit to not go tell everyone that you know about it. 
You're now that person next to us, another true believer, another truth seeker that knows that you got to touch someone else's life because it's not good enough to just live your best life because it's about sharing these things, right? Creating a better life that we can all live in together. So this is it. It's about going shoulder to shoulder with people. It's about making sure that people know that, that the nine ancestral tenants is what I believe is the best way to create the life that you want to live in so that you can become a king. So, so this is where I say we start with liver and then learn about the other nine ancestral tenants. This is how you live your highest and your most dominant form. Where do I start? Do I want to start with the website? Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's got a website, which is liverking.com, if you want to go and check it out. But it, it kind of gives you a good insight into who he is. Like it's all red. It looks kind of veiny, like the background is veiny. It's all very masculine. Um, he's very to describe him if you've never seen him he's very muscly obviously very tan has like a big beard and that's that's the vibe yeah he's um like when you the first thing that pops up on the website is kind of like a bio it says every man woman and child has the right to be strong healthy and happy autoimmune free eczema free allergy free fatigue free and so on to live life with robust energy and biological resilience to go from mere existence in life to discovering what makes life worth living so it's a very um extra website (laughs) yeah i'll put in clips too so you could get like a vibe for who he is He once moved to the woods. Those woods are now known as Texas. He shaved his beard only to reveal a larger beard underneath. He doesn't do push-ups. He does world downs. When he farts, other people say, excuse me. After sucking his blood, Dracula went on to win Mr. Olympia. He once assisted a man and an elf in defending Middle Earth from Sauron's forces. He made money on FTX. He once had chills run down his spine, but his chills got chills and ran back up. He once punched a rock. That rock is now known as Mount Rushmore. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always eat testicles. Well, actually I do. Stay primal, my friends. Okay, so he's known for promoting what he calls an ancestral lifestyle, which includes eating large amounts of raw organs, meat, and he recommends eating liver daily, which is disgusting. There's, um, like, there's so many videos of him just kind of chowing down on this raw meat. It's, it's a lot. What up, primals? Liver King here. We just took down a Mongolian yak. And where do you think we're going to start? Of course, the liver first, because liver is king. More! Yeah, like it's not cooked liver. It's just disgusting raw liver. Like it looks insane. No offense if any of y'all are doing this. Um... (laughs) So Brian, Liver King, preaches his nine ancestral tenets, which is sleep, eat, move, shield, connect, cold, sun, fight, bond. He has around 3.5 million followers on TikTok, 1.8 million on Instagram, and 250,000 subscribers on YouTube. And as of May 2022, it seemed like he was he's he's around the age of 45 or 46 yeah currently he's kind of mid 40s he was 45 as of may last year so i'm assuming he's 46 now nearly so 
Liver King says he eats about a pound of raw liver each day, a quantity that he says is way too much for most organ novices who would start with three ounces two times a week. He says he can manage the massive dose of fully iron vitamins A and B because he understands the science behind it. As he puts it on his website, I'm not a hospital. I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice. I do, however, have a degree in biochemistry. Um, he's also eaten bone marrow, tongue, and testicles. He said that his own testicles are strengthened when he eats animal testicles. He said vegetables don't have the raw material required to produce a healthy set of testicles. Animal testicles do have everything required to produce and support and strengthen them. So you don't have vegetables? Why eat vegetables when you can eat testicles? This is what I say. I don't necessarily want to say plants are bad for you, right? But plants don't want to get eaten, right? So you look at animals. They have teeth. They have fangs. They have claws. They have horns and hooves. They can fight for their life. They can run. Plants can't do that. Liver King here. And this is what I'm having for my Monday dinner. We got liver with breakfast, lunch, and dinner because liver is king. We got some femur bones, not human bones, cow bones. We're going to get the pure marrow right out of it. And with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we're always going to have a whole beef protein shake. We got a liver king bar already crunched up in there. These liver king bars are the bomb. We got some carnivore steaks. We got a testicle, because why would you eat a vegetable when you can devour a testicle? We got some beast meatballs in here. It's a blend of organs. And we got the salad, because no dinner would be complete without the salad. That's my pork rind salad. Somebody get me my maple syrup. I mean, my dressing. And this is what Liver Kings have for dinner today. Liver King, out. Um, so he refers to his followers as primals. He'll pretty much start every video or a lot of the videos with what primals should know. He has some fairly high profile followers, including MSNBC anchor Chris Hayes, who tweeted, guys, Liver King is in New York City and I'm losing my mind. <laughs> um. So Joe Rogan also discussed Liver King, and Olivia and I were joking that this was the one time where we could be on Joe Rogan's side. Maybe not the one time. I don't really follow him, but we all like to eye roll about Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, but Joe Rogan said... Have you seen that bloke that eats the just the raw... Mm, that's a gimmick, that guy. It just looks ridiculous. He's got a something. plate of hearts and... He just looks weird. He's got an ass filled with steroids is what he's got. <laughs> yeah, that, he should have a big that plate is not, of steroids next to it. That is not a natural body. Of course it's not. That guy is shooting all kinds of shit into his system to achieve that kind of physique. Completely. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's this guy, Derek, um, who's been on my podcast before. He's got this web um, YouTube page, uh, moreplatesmoredates.com. This oh, yeah. is website you know that guy yeah, yeah and more plates more dates though the youtube page did a whole takedown of not a takedown but again an examination of this guy's claims that he's natural and that what he's you know it's like living off the nine pillars of health and sustainability or nah. whatever the fuck it is like liver and testicles and <laughs> drinking blood and like it's it's a gimmick I feel like this might be one of the only times I've ever appreciated what he said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll put in the clip, but he basically just said, the guy's full of shit. It's a gimmick. Like, he's definitely just doing steroids and trying to sell this ancestral lifestyle. It's all a scam. So, turns out he was right. And Liver King responded to that claim in an interview with GQ. He said, I don't touch the stuff. The question's always been, do you take steroids? Do you take performance-enhancing drugs? The answer to that is no. I've always told the truth. I still tell the truth. He said that he was grateful to Joe Rogan for bringing him into his ecosystem. 
Um, and he also said he would love to go on Rogan's podcast one day. So this guy has been asked a lot about steroids, being on steroids, and he has always adamantly said that he does not do steroids and that it's all just from his ancestral lifestyle of eating raw meat and acting like our ancestors. Rather than just even say, no, I don't do steroids, he went even further to say, I've always told the truth. I still tell the truth. Like, Yeah, like he like doubled and tripled down <laughs> yeah, yeah. on this. And this scrutiny has compounded exponentially over the past year as Liver King is not just not just double down on his statements of claiming natural, but he has li literally a hundred folded down on it on several of the biggest podcasts in the world. Regardless of whether you use stuff or not, like, I don't. Can they get a build like yours without taking them? So I want to set the record straight. I want to expand and tell you why it's possible. A, a year ago, maybe two years ago, it was all about like PEDs and steroids, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and then, you know, same question, same answer. I didn't touch the stuff, don't touch the stuff, right? Joe Rogan criticized you. Joe Rogan's a big person in yeah. terms of his platform is yeah. big. How did that feel when he said he alluded that you're on steroids or something like that? Yeah, number one, I don't do it. And number two, what I want you to say is, you know what I don't know? I don't know. I mean, that guy, in fact, he did say he's in the 0.00001% of genetics if he does it naturally. What is the Liver King's response to this claim that the you Liver know, King saw, is hormonally improved by science? The, the question has always been, do you take steroids? Do you take PEDs? The answer to that is no. I've always told the truth. I still tell the truth. Uh -huh. This is funny. People write in DMs. Right. And they're like, uh, they tell me what I'm taking. Right. And, and then here's the, here's something else I was just joking around. I'd like to get your opinion on this. You know, I thought, so again, for the record, I've never taken steroids. Really? I'm thinking about doing it. Yeah. Ancestral tenant 10 is have a little fucking fun. Right. And I'm like, you know what? If you've built this biological resilience, I always say, ha have a little poison. I, I, I'll i drink, I'll do mushrooms, I'll do shit. Like every Saturday, I imbibe. I'm like, you know what? I'm healthy enough. If I want to do a cycle... I'm going to do a cycle, and how much you want to bet I turn into the incredible fucking Hulk? You're going to be terrified, I want to be like this. Okay, you, you think this guy's on steroids, right? This is the guy who's on steroids. So just for some insight into his life and family, Brian lives in – it's so funny calling him Brian. Like, Liver King is Brian. <laughs> he lives in an 8,300-square-foot Spanish Revival-style mansion in Austin, Texas, with his wife Barbara and their two sons, Stryker, who is around 16, and Rad, who is around 14. Barbara and Brian call their sons Savage Liver Boys. Um, the family also has four Dobermans. They met 2004 when they are both snowboarding. Um, he said, I was good at being a man before I met her, but she made me a good man. Also, just to clarify, we'll get into this as well, but Liver King was was very rich before he was Liver King. So he didn't get all this wealth from just social media. I'm sure he's gotten a lot of it, but he was already rich to begin with. He actually, I think, has said that he loses money from social media. I don't know how he's figured that out, but yeah, he definitely... I'm sure, and now, do you know what, that may have changed. I'm sure now he probably is making some money. But, yeah, he had money before he started his social media. There's no way he's losing money from social media. That's just, like, something he would say. <laughs> he actually seems quite intelligent, too. Like, he's got the mm -hmm. degree in biochemistry or whatever. Like, apparently, I'm assuming that's true. So he seems like he has some knowledge. But I was – I wrote down in my notes when I was like reading stuff earlier, I was like, he is the definition of the person where, you know, there's that saying, like, if you if you just act confident, people will believe you. <laughs> He's he comes off so confident, acts like he knows 
exactly what he's talking about. And he's just saying wild bullshit. But for some reason, you're like, oh, like, he seems like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He just is very, I guess, personable seeming or like charismatic. He's just one of those people that could probably sell anything to anyone. Sell ice to an Eskimo. Yeah. (laughs) And like his videos, like some of them are funny and they're very well produced because he definitely hires like people to make these videos. Yeah. So anyways, Brian, he originally enrolled in medical school. He dropped out during the orientation and then he went to work for a pharma company. Barbara, she is successful in her own right. She trained as a dentist and later started her own dental clinic, but eventually she closed that down and started working with Brian. Their companies are called Ancestral Supplements and The Fittest. Their companies imported supplements and meat products from countries like Australia and New Zealand. These companies were created after their sons had allergies and were frequently in the hospital. Barbara and Brian alleged that After they adopted a primitive lifestyle and began eating uncooked meat, their lives changed. He said, We cut out all the processed foods. We cut out all the liquid calories, seed oils. We just went to whole foods, chiefly liver and bone marrow, anything that made sense. Like, yeah, it's ancestral. Within a couple of days, the rings around their eyes went away. They had this new vibrancy this new energy, this new electricity. You didn't know they were capable of living like this with such joy and laughter. And there's, we have a nice picture here of them eating something gross looking at their table. I've read a few articles and it's basically like they don't wear many clothes. <laughs> like the, the three, yeah. the him and the two sons are sitting at this table. It looks like they've got like a goat head or something in front of them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, they're just got shorts on. They're not wearing any T-shirts or, you know, any shirts. It's very, um, I don't know what it is. I guess Ancestral. Primal. Yeah, primal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Brian claims that their businesses bring in more than $100 million per year. The couple converted the hot tub on their property into a 36-degree ice plunge pool. They have also put a sparring ring in their living room for their sons to take boxing classes in. The family doesn't sleep on mattresses. They sleep on hard wooden slats in an attempt to mimic how cavemen live. So lots, lots going on. <laughs> um I'd be so pissed to sleep on wooden slats. I know. Like, I figure, how can that actually, like, you know, maybe, um, like, I, I I, don't think eating raw liver to the extent that he does, but maybe, you know, eating a more simple diet than, you know, all these refined foods could actually be good for you. But then I, I can't see the benefit of not having a bed. <laughs> like, do they get a pillow? Yeah. Are there sheets? I don't know. <laughs> Brian has told the media that he no longer responds to his birth name because he ripped open a cage and ate Brian Johnson. I was in New York City and some guy said, oh my God, it's Brian Johnson. And I'm like, who the F is Brian Johnson? It makes me laugh because we're calling him Brian in this interview and I purposely did that rather than the liver king just because of that dumb comment. (laughs) Uh, And it just kind of matches our streak of shitty annoying Brian's. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Murderous Brian's. Yeah. Um, Brian has said in interviews that when he was growing up, he was a small, weak kid who got pushed around at school. His father died when he was young, and he lived with his mother in San Antonio. In an interview with GQ, he said that um, there was a time he was in sixth grade, a guy named Felix hocked a loogie in his hand and smacked Brian in the face. Then the time a couple of years later when he came to school with brand new shoes, feeling cool for once, someone stole them from his locker during gym class and he had to walk home barefoot. Um, So that's his villain origin story. When he was in middle school, 
He started working out and everything started to change for him. One of his mother's boyfriends had weights and he started lifting. He said that when he went to the gym, he felt like he could control all outcomes. After he worked on his physique, his classmate called him Marky Mark and that remark changed his life forever. He said he realized other guys wanted to be like him and for the first time in his life, girls started to notice him. When I talk about my 10 to 15 year old self, when you guys fucking understand... You know, the first day of middle school for me was some fucking guy who looked like he was 35 with a mustache and everything. Um, smacks, hawks a loogie on his fucking hand, smacks me in the face, and, and I didn't know what the fuck, where I was. Mm. Uh, but what would happen at least once a week is I just got blindsided, I'd get knocked out, and I would wake up, and I'd have my book bag, the bell had already rung, nobody's in the hallway, and I gotta figure out, okay, what fucking period is it? You know, and th this is my entire fucking middle school. Not once did I stand up for myself. Not once did I fight back or push. And when the guys would come, I would, I would just walk back, step back, step back, and say, you don't want to fight me, I'm a pussy. And this is true, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I thought for years, I, I was like, I'm going to take that shit to the grave. Brian started posting about his life and workouts in 2021, and he said it was a very rocky start. Their main formula seems to have consisted of basically meat and weights. There is one exercise he posts about called the barbarian, which involves holding a 70-pound or 30-kilogram kettlebell in each hand, strapping 20-pound ankle weights on each leg, and also putting 70 pounds of weight in a backpack. And then you drag 120 pounds of weight on a sled behind you for an entire mile. It's a lot. I could never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I also could never, ever. <laughs> he did the Barbarian across the Brooklyn Bridge in New York in 2022. He has said that he wants to do exercise at landmarks such as the Great Wall of China as well as the Taj Mahal. I'm sure the Great Wall of China would be honored. <laughs> On Stryker's 15th birthday, he completed the Barbarian. Barbara was against it, but Brian was furious at her view. He said, I was like, I can't believe you don't believe in him. I don't care if he has to go out and it takes him two days. I'll bring him food. I'll bring him his pillow. Because he gets pillows. Yeah, that's <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever he's got to do, he's going to do his thing. And Stryker completed the exercise in two hours. Damn. Journalists have asked Brian about his relationship with his kids. Um, he said, somebody asked me the other day, hey, what if your kids grow up and they hate you? I said, I don't mind. I'd rather they hate me than hate themselves. In December 2022, the Liver King's empire seemingly started to crumble. A YouTuber named Derek, who has a channel called More Plates, More Dates, made a video about Brian called The Liver King Lie. It's an hour long, and it goes into emails that Brian had sent to a bodybuilding coach in 2021 before the official launch of Liver King brand. So in the emails, Brian spoke about his plans to get a million social media followers in a few months by pushing his body to the limit using human growth hormones. The hormones were costing him $11,000 per month. After this video was released, Brian made his own video where he, it was an apology video where he admitted to using steroids after he was outed. He starts off the video saying, before social media, I was rich and anonymous. And after social media, I'm still rich, but no longer anonymous. I never expected this kind of exposure. I'll put in the clips from the video. <laughs> such a joke. Um, <laughs> Primals, I'm making this video to apologize. Because I fucked up. Because I'm embarrassed and ashamed. Because I lied. 
and I misled a lot of people. I've stated that this is a complicated as fuck topic, at least to me it is, because before social media, I was rich and anonymous, and after social media, I'm still rich, but no longer anonymous, and I never expected this kind of exposure in the public eye. It's been tricky as fuck to navigate. Well, clearly I did it wrong, and I'm here now to set the record straight. Yes, I've done steroids, and yes, I am on steroids, monitored and managed by a trained hormone clinician. Liver King, the public figure, was an experiment to spread the message, to bring awareness to the 4,000 people a day who kill themselves. The 80,000 people a day that try to kill themselves are people are hurting at record rates with depression, autoimmune, anxiety, infertility, low ambition in life. Our young men are hurting the most, feeling lost, weak, and submissive. So I made it my job to model, teach, and preach a simple, elegant solution called ancestral living, the nine ancestral tenants, so our people no longer have to suffer, so we can collectively express our highest and most dominant form. This is my fight. This is why I exist. While spreading the message, I've been on several podcasts, and when asked if I've ever taken steroids, I've always said no. I don't touch the stuff, not going to touch the stuff, never touch the stuff. That was a lie. I've convinced myself that this had nothing to do with the ancestral message. I convinced myself that I'm not a competitive athlete of any kind, so who the fuck am I cheating? I convinced myself that this topic was a placeholder for a far more important conversation. I convinced myself that this would overshadow the 36 years of working out, usually twice a day, without PEDs. I've convinced myself that this was the vocal minority, usually in the fitness category, driving to an unproductive conversation. And I had convinced myself that this would be the wrong message to send to the 15-year-old boys. So I continually dismissed it, and I dug myself into a bigger and deeper hole. I have only myself to blame. I did that. It's just dumb because he's like, I never expected this kind of exposure. It's like, dude, you wrote an email in 2021 saying your plan was to get a million followers <laughs> by ex basically exploiting people and manipulating people into thinking you're not on steroids. Like, this was your plan all along. So how are you going to then be like, I never expected this. Yeah, I didn't know this would happen. He went on to say, yes, I've done steroids, and yes, I'm on steroids, monitored and managed by a trained hormone clinician. Um, I I was just watching the video, and it's a good example. Like I said, I'll put in the clip, but it's a good example of how he's a good manipulator. Because, again, in this video, he comes off very still, like, personable and, like, someone that you, like, want to listen to. But he basically starts off the half-assed apology like that and then it turns into how he got into this because he he wants people to feel confident in themselves and because so many kids out there and teens and people are, feel bad about themselves and are committing suicide and the suicide rate is so high and then all of a sudden it's a video about suicide and how he's actually a martyr for doing this and he's doing this for for us and we're we should be grateful and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, wasn't this an apology video? <laughs> yeah, he's very good at twisting things. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it literally turned into how he's he was the savior of of insecure men, I guess. I don't know. Um, so he also wrote a message to Rolling Stone about the situation. He said, in a weird way, I'm grateful for the recent events that have shed light on this complicated as fuck topic. And also, like, managed by a trained hormone clinician. Like, so I'm pretty sure you're just buying them from, like, a clinic or illegally. Because yeah. I know people get prescribed hormones, but not not just to be ripped as fuck. No, if they have, like, actual, a deficiency. Yeah, or an actual condition. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was trying to, like, research about that a little more because I was like, how is he, like, because he claimed to be getting them legally prescribed, monitored by a doctor. But I guess you, there's just kind of, like, shitty clinics out there that'll just give it to you. Yeah. If you pay enough, um, they'll give you whatever you want. Yeah. So, by the end of December 2022, a $25 million class action lawsuit had been filed in New York against Brian. The suit names Brian, as well as two of his supplement companies, Ancestral Supplements, and Work focused the fittest the former offers products like mofo male optimization formula while the latter sells the fittest liver king bar the suit says this action arises from an elaborate well-orchestrated marketing and advertising scheme and they allege that brian deceived and misled vulnerable and health conscious consumers the suit calls this approach cult-like and implausible while referring to a raw meat diet as dangerous and life-threatening. The suit continues Liver King's ongoing denial of using any ster- steroids or other performance-enhancing drug and mis- misrepres- <laughs> and misrepresentations concerning his alleged adherence to the ancestral tenants further induced consumers to trust and rely on the efficacy (laughs) it's a lot of words (laughs) and rely on the efficacy of the ancestral tenants and purchase the products so basically he's misled everyone he said i got i I got this ripped by eating raw meat and dragging hundreds of pounds behind me when essentially he was spending eleven thousand dollars of steroids per month as well yeah and it's a lot can be said about kind of like the the fitness influencer industry because a lot of it there are some good ones out there, of course, like people who actually want to help people learn to work out and stuff. But a lot of it's also just like a money grab, as we saw with Brittany Dawn, who we spoke about in a past episode of just preying on people's insecurities. Yeah. Like even me when I'm feeling insecure, like I start looking for products to fix whatever I'm feeling insecure about. Like something about feeling insecure will make you just throw your money away sometimes. Yeah. And if you feel like someone – um like, I don't know how to word it, but basically if you feel like someone can offer, like, you know, example, the liver king has this amazing body. Brittany Dawn has an amazing body. Like, you know, if they have what you want, you believe that that person can help you get it then. Yeah. And I guess part of his brand is just like, you know, being manly and like doing all this crazy stuff and just I get why people believe him and why people, there's people out there that want to be like him. But like we said, he was basically tricking people and shilling his own products and his own like social media, basically, and tricking people. And he is very smart because this was clearly his p- plan all along. Yeah. Like in that email, he literally said, this is my plan. <laughs> so he's very smart for coming up with this whole plan, but it's like he used his smarts for evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it about him for now. It's It's such like a a rabbit hole to get into if you've never seen his social media we'll link it 
like I said, I'll have some clips in here, but you can just, it's just amazing. Like, yeah, how chaotic. <laughs> that is chaos. Like he's ripping meat apart with his teeth. Like I'm like, what is going on here? And he's like ice bath and <laughs> it's just a lot. He, his, I like the videos actually where his, his chef is on them and they're talking about, and he's talking about what they're cooking. <laughs> the chef seems nice. So the next scam art we're going to discuss today is one that was sent to us on our Instagram. Her name is Madison Russo. Madison is 19 years old from Iowa. She's alleged of faking cancer in order to steal more than $37,000 of GoFundMe donations. I'm too sick from treatment where I, I can't go anywhere. I, I can't do anything. This morning, an Iowa TikToker accused of faking a cancer diagnosis, charged with stealing from people who donated to help her battle a disease authorities say she doesn't have. Investigators say Madison Russo took more than $37,000 from Maddie's fight against pancreatic cancer. A GoFundMe set up on her behalf, captured by ABC affiliate WQAD, that's now been taken down. This week is uh, not a chemo week, it's just a radiation week. Authorities allege Russo spent the past year claiming she'd been diagnosed with leukemia, stage 2 pancreatic cancer, and a tumor the size of a football that wrapped around her spine. Posting dozens of photos and videos like this, she's since taken down, now reposted on TikTok by another user. So it's my week off chemo, so I've just been doing um, radiation. So Madison, who is also known as Maddie, was ballsy. Like, Liver King is ballsy. This girl is so ballsy. I can't, when I, when my mouth was gaping when I was reading about her. She spoke to the North Scott Press in October 2022 about her cancer. I'll read some of it out just because it's wild. It says, It was Thursday, February 10, and Maddie Russo was sitting in her accounting class at St. Ambrose University. Her cell phone buzzed. She looked at the screen and had no idea that her life was going to change forever. Now, a little more than eight months after being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, her world was rocked to its core. After learning last week that a football-sized tumor is attached to her spine, Maddie is trying to make sense of what her life is going to look like. Yes, you read that right. Maddie seems to be in the fight of her life, and she's just 19 years old. She said, life has been crazy. It's a catch-22. I can't win for losing. I feel like I've been rocked to my soul, and right now everything is kind of uncertain. I just want to know my game plan, and right now I don't know what that is. She said, of course, every day can't be sunshine and rainbows, but you just can't choose to be mad at cancer. It just happens to people. If you stay depressed and get in a dark space, I feel like your body will never get better. You know, I'm too sick from treatment where I I can't go anywhere. I, I can't do anything. Um, I feel like shit. You know, I can't get ready. I just lay in my bed and um, puke, you know, and it's just extremely physically exhausting, but also the mental part of it. My body is fighting so, so hard every minute just to stay alive. She told people, again, I don't know if this next part is true, that she also has type 1 diabetes, um, but she said basically she was diagnosed with that two years apparently before she got cancer. She said that her symptoms were that she felt just a little bit off and she had fevers, bloody stools, and nosebleeds. In the article, she spoke about apparently getting the test results that showed that she had cancer. She said, it was early in the morning and I'd been awaiting these test results. My phone rang and it said, Iowa City Oncology. I stepped out of the classroom and took the call. 
she said they told me I had found a ma- they'd found a mass on my pancreas and then I had stage two pancreatic cancer. I was terrified and I definitely still am. I was in shock. I didn't think it could be true. I remember hanging up the phone and I was a mess. I was literally bawling, but somehow I got the courage to wipe away my tears and I went back into class. I also feel like as someone who worked at doctor's offices, like they wouldn't just drop that on you on the phone. They would be like, like please come in and discuss your results, you would think. Yeah, a lot of be- times they would make people come in. Like if they had to talk to you on the phone, it wouldn't just be like, hey, so like I know you're in school right now, but you have cancer, bitch. Like, <laughs> oh, So Maddie told the media that she had an 11% survival rate for five years and that she had undergone 15 rounds of oral chemo and 90 rounds of radiation. Miraculously, her tumor shrank and responded to the treatment, but then her luck got even worse and she was diagnosed with leukemia. Mm. (laughs) This girl is just crazy. But she said that despite all this, she still managed to finish the semester with a 3.85 GPA and she got an internship. She said they they gave me a slim 11% survival rate before this latest tumor was discovered. 11%. At 19 years old, I don't know if I will live to see the day I graduate from college, get married, or become a mum. In the meantime, I will fight. Where are her parents? <laughs> yeah, imagine. Like to stop her. Like <laughs> maybe she told them she had, I don't know. I, so anyway, what, what also happened is that there was family friends of hers called the OHL O-H-L family. They had started the Old Strong Foundation, um, which had been um, started by Peggy Ohl after her husband, Dr. Brent Ohl, lost his battle with pancreatic cancer in 2016. So Maddie said, we've always known Peggy. She and my dad shared the same birthday and grew up together. When Peggy found out about me, she immediately reached out and I received a whole package of support materials, including $500 in gift cards. So this is family friends. I feel like her, her parents must have known, must have thought that she had cancer. I mean, like they must have. But I feel like it, it's still cr- Like if I just tried to convince my mom I had cancer, she'd be like, what? Yeah, like I think about- you'd have to put in a lot of effort to actually convince someone. Like my mom'd be like asking me all these questions and how do you answer them? Like I know. And and wouldn't like I feel like at nineteen your mother would be like, I'll come with you to the doctor, I'll take you, I'll help you. Yeah. Generally, like you'd think that would be what would happen. This is where sometimes HIPAA like works against you because her parents wouldn't have access to her medical records or anything unless they were on her um like compliance sheets. Mm. So she said about the old foundation, immediately I was overwhelmed with what the foundation gave. It was nice to know someone in the community was actively advocating for a cure. And I know since they went through it firsthand with Brent, it was important to them to turn their hardship into helping other people. So this article was October 2022, where Maddie was still kind of the community's darling, who everyone was rallying around and trying to, you know, help. By January 2023, though, all her lies were exposed. At 6 p.m. on January 11, police received a report that said Maddie had taken money from more than 439 donors, which included businesses, local cancer foundations, and private citizens. By January 19, the GoFundMe for her had raised $37,303. Police also learned that she had been a guest speaker for several events, kind of like cancer fundraisers and, you know, cancer awareness events under false pretenses. She had posted photos on social media of medical equipment in her body. Thankfully, medical professionals saw the images and came forward to report the terrible life-threatening accuracies of the placement of the equipment. The photos had also been taken inside Maddie's apartment and not in a medical facility. (laughs) Um, She had a TikTok which has now been taken down, but in that TikTok she spoke about how she was able to keep her hair. She said, it just comes down to my brand of chemo, which is oral chemo. I got really lucky with that. 
I wanted to share was how I've been keeping my hair um, during treatment with chemo and radiation. I think it's really been helping because it's like unmedicated. So um, here's the uh, packaging of that. You just order it online. It comes with like a three month supply. Um, I started this right away when I started treatment. And then soon after treatment, my mom found this. Um, it's biotin with collagen and keratin. Um, Maddie has also been accused of stealing photos from social media of cancer patients and passing them off as her own. So police looked into her medical records and found that she has never, ever been treated for cancer or any tumors. When they searched her apartment, they seized the following items, a gray 2023 Kia Sportage, a brown paper bag with medical supplies, bank records, an IV pole with a feeding pump filled with cotton balls, two boxes of transparent dressing, a wig, cash and pills for nausea in the same sorry in the name of a relative i believe the relative is peggy russo so i wonder if that is her mother maybe anyway Mm. um after all this came out gofundme released a statement they said gofundme has a zero tolerance policy for misuse of our platform and cooperates with law enforcement investigations of those accused of wrongdoing gofundme gofundme's giving guarantee offers donors a full refund in the rare case when something isn't right this is the first and only donor protection guarantee in the fundraising industry donors can file a claim here so this, um, you know, if you're a member of our Facebook groups and our Instagram, we get sent, get sent GoFundMes all the time and people are like, can you post this? But we, we can't because essentially we have no way to verify what the money is going towards and what it's being used for and people just need to be wary in terms of what they read for GoFundMes generally. Yeah, that's why. I mean, maybe there's been one or two we've maybe shared, but usually we try to share like a more – Mm, like a, a like a, a actual fundraiser or, a reg- like a, or donations for like a registered charity for example for like domestic violence or whatever the situation is something that we know will go to the right people yeah because it's just like not worth getting involved like i wouldn't want to advocate for something like this and then you find out that she was lying the whole time then you just feel bad for like pushing out her gofundme yeah So Maddie was arrested on January 23rd, 2023 for theft by means of deception, which is a Class C felony. Iowa law states that a Class C felony is punishable by up to 10 years in jail, as well as fines ranging between $1,000 and $10,000. So she was released on a $10,000 bond and her arraignment was actually set for today. Um, Let me just see if there's anything. I feel like her whole thing was like, oh, she's like, struggling so much but she stays so positive and she's so optimistic even though she's struggling with cancer and all these illnesses it's like yeah it's it's easy to be optimistic when you don't actually have cancer so she did plead not guilty and she also waived her right to a speedy trial um yeah so her formal arraignment was scheduled for today there isn't anything online about it yet but we'll post something on the instagram when some more information does come up um, in yeah. early February, police did, though, thankfully, manage to seize over $33,000 from her bank accounts and also from the bank account of Peggy Russo. So um, I wonder what involvement Peggy had, if any. Were they in on it? Was it of- is this going to be like almost a uh, girl gyps? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. And I, I don't know that Peggy is her mother. Um, it's never been just in all articles. At, um, I'm just Okay, so Peggy Ol, there's Peggy Ol and there's Peggy Russo, but I don't mm-hmm. know. So maybe there's something 
I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, more will come out about that. So Peggy Russo was the bank account, but Peggy Ole is the person who had the Ole Foundation. Yeah. And stuff like this, obviously, it's shitty for a lot of reasons to fake that you have a horrible illness that actual people fight with every day and lose their lives to. Like, why would you want to pretend to have that? But then it also makes other people scared to donate to GoFundMes. Like, there's so many GoFundMes out there that are actually used for good reasons, but then it makes you doubt it because essentially anyone can make a GoFundMe for anything. Yeah. And you don't the whole thing could be a lie so it makes people second guess donating to actual good causes people who actually really need the help yeah yeah i just like she is mind-blowingly confident she has the audacity definitely this is only like the girl i went to high school with would do (laughs) yes yes um so yeah her legal process will be ongoing we'll update you as things happen hopefully she will get a long jail sentence or a you know a harsh penalty because this, I feel like a lot of the times this happens and they either just made to pay it back you know very slowly or things like that so I hopefully they need to start really really cracking down on this because it seems to be happening ever increasingly with her I wonder if it's like also just like a mental illness, illness. thing like an attention like, thing like she really went like to a lot of lengths to buy like equipment and stuff or cause, like with Liver King, I don't think he has like a mental illness. I think he's just a schemer. Yeah. With her, a schemer also maybe kind of mental illness of some sort. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to see what will come out. Mm. Um. So there have been, if you've li- listened to our first social scam episode, we spoke about Coco Berthman, Brittany Dawn, and Belle Gibson. There have been updates on two of those women. Coco Berthman has pled not guilty. Oh, sorry. Coco Berthman pled guilty to wrongful appropriation, which is a class A misdemeanor. And she admitted- She also faked illness. Yeah, so she just faked. As a reminder. Her, her case is actually quite similar to Maddie's. Coco was also very, very ballsy. She went on and was like a speaker for human rights and she told everyone- She was that, like an influencer. She told everyone that she'd been trafficked. You know, like she made up all these kind of elaborate, crazy stories and- um, she had a big social media following. She mm-hmm. created a GoFundMe for herself and tried to raise $100,000 for medical spe- expenses for her non-existent stage three mantle cell lymphoma. Um, but because she entered this plea, it means that she will not be sentenced or convicted as long as she completes the terms of her plea deal, which this this is what I mean. Like, this is kind of a slap on the wrist. A year of mm-hmm. probation and a $900 monthly payment until she's able to repay $9,901 in restitution. So, you know, I guess at least something's happening to her and people will hopefully not um, look up to her. Do you know what I mean? Like she was – her whole life before was based on being this public figure who could give advice. Like a spokesperson. Yeah, who would overcome all this hardship. So, yeah. Her probation review is scheduled for July 17. So I feel like she's kept a very low profile since that happened. I have no doubt she will complete the probation and just move on with her life. I wonder if there'll be any stipulations for like any of these people where like I think I saw people talking about it for Brittany Dawn potentially being like I hope that like one of the terms of the probation is like they can't have social media <laughs> or like I think or I think it was for Brittany one of the things could be like she can have social media but she can't because her original thing we'll get into in a second was fitness influencing which she can't post fitness influencing stuff or make any money off of fitness influencing ever again or something yeah so 
guess that leads into Brittany Dawn. So Brittany Dawn is an influencer. I'm actually just on her Instagram now. She's got 476,000 followers. She makes her living from being an influencer. She was originally an exercise and fitness influencer where she would give people fitness plans and kind of tell them how to lose weight or achieve whatever their fitness goals is. She is being sued by the state of Texas who are arguing that her fitness plan violated consumer protection laws and also misled customers with eating disorders. The state is seeking between $250,000 and $1 million in penalties and fees. Her trial is scheduled to begin on March 6. Um, the judge denied a joint request by the state and her lawyers to postpone it, saying both parties had failed to mediate on their own. So Brittany's gone now from being an exercise influencer to being basically a God influencer. She baptizes people. <laughs> her um, She actually blocked us on our Instagram after we tagged her in a post about her lawsuit. But her bio says, digital creator, wildly in love with Jesus, wifey and foster mum, founder at her God God account. So she she's like kind of similar situation to Liver King where she – Act like like she just worked out a lot and she had like a good body. She was no expert by any means, but she's out here selling shilling meal plans to people when she really has no nutritional education or anything. Yeah, and it ended up exploiting people with eating disorders. Basically, was the issue. So she was similar to the Liver King story in a way. So I feel like hers she's is a even, great hate follow. Hers is even maybe worse than the liver king like you know he's like hey look at me you can be like me but whereas she was like yeah wow good job here's a meal plan that's absolutely not suitable for you it's just chicken yeah (laughs) so she also has a lot of other things going on in her life she's married a man now who has kind of a shady past I believe he was a police officer and he was struck off for racism related issues um so, excessive force yes so if you follow her instagram you will see lately too that she has somehow become a foster parent i don't know how i, I we our theory is that she is fostering children through maybe a church i don't think she's fostering a child through a government agency i, I feel like they wouldn't give her a child maybe considering they both have like crimes <laughs> yeah and I find it interesting that her husband has known issues with race and the child that they are fostering at the moment is a child of color um I think I saw that one got taken away as well oh, her first not taken away but <laughs> yeah re- reunified, reunified or whatever anyways yeah so she said two that were reunified with their families very quickly yeah which I also think is quite unusual for a foster like would they really take a child away I don't know, people will probably come at me because maybe it does happen. But literally these kids are with her for a week or two. So it makes me yeah, think maybe um, this isn't a proper foster care program. Maybe this is like an emergency care. Do you know what I mean? Like something more yeah. along those lines. Because um, they both both the children that she's had that I've seen have been very, very temporary placements. Yeah, but she is definitely listen to our, our first episode if you, you want to know more about her. But she is a great hate follow. She is so annoying. She if you even if anyone mentions the lawsuit or anything immediately blocked and she won't ever talk about it will just post her regular usual um daily like influencer a day in the life dumb shit as if she's not on trial for scheming all these people 
and she'll the only way she'll hint at it is to talk about how she's she's fighting demons and how the devil's at work. Well, this is her story today. So this is 22 hours ago. So much time working on things today. So excited for what's coming later this month and can't wait to share with you all in this community. <sighs> and then So like, she went from being yeah, fitness and she like sells wasn't it like you said she baptized people, but like, don't people have to buy tickets to these things? Yeah, like, like they charge hundreds of dollars and she baptizes them sometimes in hotel bathtubs. <sighs> like, I feel like she's still preying on vulnerable people, people who don't have she is, support I feel like- and a community and things like that. They're looking for somewhere to belong and she's preying on those people. She's just getting into like, instead of it being, you know, the, the fitness scamming stuff where you prey on people's insecurities, this is where you prey on people who are also probably insecure. And this is why a lot of cults, are based off of religion because it's just like an easy way to manipulate people who want to believe in something. So, for example, her husband got baptized um, on in February. She wrote, tears rolled down my cheeks this morning because it was baptism day for Jay. There's nothing more attractive than a man who is strong yet weeps in the Lord's presence. Nothing. What a day to remember. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so her whole Instagram, like, and the other thing that also makes me think that she's not a – legit foster parent through a government agency she posts photos of the kids like even though she tries to cover their faces I feel like you're absolutely not allowed to do that like yeah like she she will absolutely try to exploit the children any way she can yeah but she puts like a little sticker over their face like there's tons of photos like there's a photo of her and her husband on the couch with the baby she's blocked out the face but you can see the baby's body and clothes and stuff it says new year's eve this year looks a lot different compared to last i'm a thousand percent here for it sending so much love to everyone this new year's eve and she'll like post videos of her like folding baby clothes and like doing stuff like that like she's just she will shill and exploit anything possible yeah like I feel horror like she's posted a lot too about her struggles with infertility which I'm assuming is true like I have no reason to other than that she's a habitual liar (laughs) but you know that's sad for her but I just feel like this whole foster parent thing is very interesting timing um considering what's coming up for her this year like I feel like this might be like a bit of a character reference grab yeah like she loves jesus she helps children like this is one more post i won't read out too many more because you'll probably get sick of it but this is one from everyone can tell that we love to hate britain (laughs) (laughs) this is a post about being a foster parent she wrote i could never be a foster parent i wouldn't i would get too attached isn't that the point though isn't that biblical to pour your heart out for children in need regardless of whether they're your own or someone else's We've been foster parents for 72 hours and what I'm seeing is this. The need has never been greater for families to step up and say, I'm willing to endure a broken heart if it means fighting for theirs. We didn't get into foster care for adoption. We stepped into foster care because the Lord asked us to. (laughs) So, you know. It's just annoying because I guess it's kind of what how you were feeling about like the miscarriage stuff. We're like, yeah, that is true. Like foster like with their needs to be more better foster parents in the world but like coming from her like it's not genuine no it's like, like she's it's just, making a you mockery. know it's not genuine it's like she's making a mockery of the whole system um you know i yeah i i agree with some of the things that she says that there absolutely there is a need for more people to help but I feel like she's absolutely not. But she doesn't actually care about that. No, is no. what I feel. She, she, you know, if she cared about it, what, like she doesn't need to post about it. She, if she's really caring for these poor children who have nowhere else to go, just get on with it. You don't need to post these kids and you know, look at how wonderful this is. It's just very disingenuous. Wasn't she the one who also like with the homeless guy or mm. was that someone else? No, that was someone else. That was the other girl we were going to talk about. That's what it feels like. I don't know though, if she like did when- something else with the homeless guy though. 
I think she did. But it feels like very much when people on TikTok like give money to a homeless person but film it. Oh, here it is. It's like you are right. Do you want me to read about it quickly? Yeah. So one other thing, which I don't think we did mention it in our episode because it only came out in December last year, is that there was some kind of controversy with Brittany Dawn and a homeless man. She She made a GoFundMe or something. Yeah. So I'm just reading. Hold on a minute. So 2021, she apparently met a homeless man named James. He visited a church to donate apparently the 15 cents he had left to his name as a sign of goodwill. Brittany was apparently so moved by this gesture that she and her husband provided him with a hotel room, food and clothes, all while convincing him to join their church. Um, Basically that, yeah, she apparently started a GoFundMe for him in 2021 to raise treatment for him to go to rehab. It raised more than $25,000. However, they apparently then sent James to a free Christian clinic with no medical experts on staff. Um, So they're like, where is this money gone? She apparently then cut ties with James after his rehab was completed. And it's interestingly that after this $25,000 was raised, she had her wedding. So Hmm. interesting timing. Nothing's been proven, but it seems like it could be true. Everything, that's what it, everything's just content to her. Yeah, yeah. Even I remember when she posted the wedding photo and she tagged, I think. A billion vendors. Like without a lie, 50 people in the wedding photo because they were all people who had obviously given it to her for free. (laughs) It's, yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst. (laughs) We could talk about her all day. Yeah. So her trial is coming up in the next few days. I don't know how long it's meant to run for, but hopefully we will get some regular updates in the media about it and we'll post them on our Instagram when they do come out. Mm-hmm. I feel like this episode was very chaotic, just like all the people <laughs> we talked about. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought it would be quite short, but I guess once we get on a roll, we get get going. <laughs> <laughs> once we get once we get riled up. Yeah. Well, also, we found out about the, the Murdoch trial. There's <laughs> a lot going on. Is. All right. So that is it for this episode. If you want to hear about the other social scammers we talked about, the first episode we did, um, maybe I'll remember to link it, but otherwise you, it was just called Social Scammers. You could just find it. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram. We'll, we post about them if you want to see more updates on them as well. True Crime Society. You can follow us. We are not social scammers, nor <laughs> are we influencers. Um <laughs> Uh, mine is Steph Sum underscore Olivia's is TCS Olivia. If you want to see what we're up to, I don't know. I don't even know what's next. Um, leave us a review <laughs> if you haven't done that. Um, share the podcast. It's a big help when you guys do that. Review, rate, subscribe, whatever everyone says. Um, I hope you guys like this episode and stay safe out there and peace out. See you soon.